Over the last couple of weeks, the world has taken on a very different feel as governments scramble to deal with the spread of COVID-19. Every facet of our daily life has been changed. In the last few weeks, golf in the majority of the world has continued, but as I speak, it seems that quite a few countries are now closing their golf courses in an effort to contain the virus. My last game of golf, well, there was definitely quite a lot of social distancing even before the term was framed. Our four ball, which included Mike Jones, the Edgar player representative, obviously started with us together on the tee and the next time we saw each other was on the green as we all took very different routes alongside the fairway. In this edition of the Edgar podcast, we've included the general statement on Edgar badged events, explain where we are with the discussions on the 2020 European Championships, play a clip from this week's ping profile of Pedro Sotomayor and also tell the story of Mike Jones. So let's get on with episode 7 of the Edgar Golfer's First podcast. On Saturday the 21st of March, Edgar sent out the following communication regarding COVID-19. Every country is dealing with the outbreak of coronavirus-19 in their own individual way. But there's a common emphasis on preventing spread and trying to reduce the exposure in high-risk groups. With new terms such as social distancing and self-isolation entering the everyday language, knowing what to do for the best can be difficult. Edgar is continuing to monitor the situation and wants to advise our members and players who compete in Edgar events appropriately. Our focus is to ensure that our staff, volunteers and players are not put at unnecessary risk. As a group, Edgar has a high percentage of people at risk and as travel restrictions and organised group activities are banned or discouraged in many countries, Edgar has taken the decision to temporarily remove the approval of all events with an Edgar badge scheduled to be played until the 1st of June 2020. We do so to reduce the likelihood of people travelling, gathering together, which may well be contrary to national advice. This is an unusual step, but one that we feel we must make in light of the current world health situation. The decision is reversible and will be reconsidered on the 20th of April, after which we will communicate our position once more. You can be assured that Edgar will continue to monitor the situation and respond accordingly. In the meantime, stay well, and we hope that the world soon emerges from this current reality and that life will get back to some normality shortly. Every fortnight, Edgar publishes a ping profile, and every week we get questions or comments. The profile pieces have been very well received, with magazines, newspapers, together with digital press, taking the stories. This week, we have the story of Pedro Sotomayor from Portugal. Here's a short excerpt from the recent interview. When they give you the, the diagnosis, and someone tells you that you have a disease that don't have cure that they don't have a solution for the disease and you got to live with that for the rest of your life it's a shock it's a, uh, but thank god in i integrate in 24 hours i believe i thought that if i cannot do nothing to To change the situation, 
I, I have to live with it and and then let me oh, I should try to live the best I can and and was not easy but was fast to get this uh, way I have to live with MS so let's do it the best that I can. This is the story of Mike Jones. This story first appeared on the Ping Profiles in 2018. To hear Mike in his own words and read the full story, you just visit www.edgargolf.com forward slash profiles and search for Mike Jones. In October 2015, proud Welshman Mike Jones, an electrical engineer and single-figure golfer, climbed astride his Yamaha MT-09 Sports Tourer motorbike for the trip across the Seven Bridge from Combran to England for a work shift in Bristol. With a toot of his horn, he said goodbye to his wife Beth without a care in the world. Four days later, he would wake up in a hospital in Swansea in severe pain and confusion. Mike has been told he nearly died at the scene of the accident and lost a lot of blood. His leg was badly crushed, his thigh bone was rammed through his pelvis by the crash. These bones could be rebuilt in complicated operations, but his lower leg had to be amputated three days after the accident. It was the start of a long road that would include 22 hours on the surgeon's table, six months of regular outpatient visits and a hip replacement. It could have been far worse. His biker's protective clothing may have saved his life, as more exposure of the wound could easily have led to a fatal infection. The super keen sportsman, former footballer and golfer who had been close to a scratch handicap, would later learn that he still was very much just Mike. But right then, in a room on his own, and desperate for sleep, all he could consider was his new identity as Mike with a lost leg. Mike explains it was so traumatic, your mind is whizzing at 100 miles an hour. I'm feeling my leg but there's none there. A phantom sensation. I struggled with it so badly. They tried all different drugs with it. Nothing helped. I came very close in hospital to a breakdown. I remember one evening banging my fists on the tray, holding the buzzer, and the nurse came in and said, What's going on, Mike? I was screaming at the top of my voice, you either have to get me out of this room or give me something to put me to sleep. I thought I was going mad. But somehow, Mike soldiered on. I moved to a ward with other guys in a similar condition helped as they could talk and sport each other with a bit of banter. Mike was holding on to his love of golf as a focus in this most difficult of times. Could he ever play again? He watched golf videos in his hospital bed and found clips from one golfer in particular, Manuel de los Santos, who hails from the Dominican Republic and lost his leg in a traffic accident to destroy his dream of playing professional baseball in the US. Manuel would not only discover a new sport in golf, but he would excel in it and became something of an emblem for the Edgar and its players as to just what could be achieved. Mike said, I was obsessed with playing again. It saved my life. I really didn't know what I would have done if I hadn't had golf as a focus. God knows what, I would have ended up in not a very nice place, I'm sure. 
so it literally saved my life. I watched videos of Manuel and heard him speak with such enthusiasm. You don't often get the chance to reset your life, but that was my opportunity there and then. That's the attitude I want, I thought. I want the can-do attitude. Saying it and doing it is another thing. So when I'm feeling a bit low or sorry for myself or woe is me, I've lost my leg, I watch the video and it's right. Just get on with it, Mike. Stop moaning. Fast forward less than 18 months to February 2017 and Mike Jones is a long way from that hospital bed. He's actually teeing it up in an Edgar tournament in the sunshine at the Spanish Open, playing so well that he won the Stapleford Trophy with two solid rounds off a new 19 handicap. He also met Manuel de los Santos in the flesh and making a new friend. To actually meet Manuel in Spain and for him to speak to me like a real friend and give me advice and shake my hand, that's the beauty of Edgar. I also met Juan Postigo, another top Edgar player. You just feel that positivity coming out of them. That's what I want to deliver to the people I play golf with. Manuel has been a big role model of mine in the way he's approached his disability and he told me, don't let your disability define you. So now I'm not Mike with a lost leg, I'm just Mike. And that's what's really important. After his trauma and the surgery in 2015, Mike showed plenty of bravery as he learned to walk again as an outpatient with the help of physiotherapist Joe and the staff at Rookwood Hospital in Cardiff's Artificial Limb and Appliance Centre, before later continuing his improvement under the expert care of staff at the nearby Morello Clinic in Newport. Mike said, smiling at the memory, I was at the limb centre on my first visit and supposed to be holding on to the parallel bars, but I was swinging my arms. All I was thinking of was, can I swing a golf club? And Joe called out, what are you doing? They were in shock, worried I was about to fall over. He adds, I thought maybe I'm slightly different, like Beth kept telling me. I found that positive attitudes switch inside me. Don't wait and dither, thinking, can I do it? Should I do it? Go and do it. Only six months after the bike crash, Michael Overton from the Welsh Disabled Golf Association met up with Mike at Green Meadow Driving Range for Mike's first return to hitting any sort of golf shot. He hit a succession of wedges that really impressed Overton, who urged him to take part in a WDGA golf day only a month or so later. Here Mike met two new friends whose welcome and support would spur him on to great things in the year ahead. Mike says, I play with two guys, Richard Willis and Bill Savage, and they were absolutely amazing with me. I was on crutches and really struggling to get in and out of the buggy. They're both leg amputees and they helped me with my crutches, helped me pick up my clubs off the ground for me. I was off 24 handicap then and I only got 10 points. But I was really pleased with my 10 stable for points. Afterwards, I slept for two days. I was so exhausted. My hip was so sore. Today, now that Mike has won his toughest battle, he's keen to help others who are in need. The first thing for a person who is disabled or has suffered an illness or are struggling with a condition, golf can turn your life around. You don't have to be a superstar. All you have to do is be able to hit a golf ball and put a golf ball. You can go to a golf club and meet people. It's all about not being isolated because... When you've suffered a disability, it's quite easy to turn in on yourself and not communicate with others. 
So golf and golf for the disabled especially is a great forum for people to start communicating with each other and realise you're not on your own. There are people out there who can help you. And there are people out there who can help you to turn your life around. I'm always telling people you can do it. Come and play golf with us and make yourself healthy again. The guys I've played with for 20 years have been amazing in the way they've supported me. And the guys with a disability, they've been like a different level again. For example, Edgar player Mathieu Le Bon from France, a fellow leg amputee, has been a very good friend while finding my ways in the events. And Ian Halliwell of British Inclusive Golf has also been so generous with his support. The RNA have been brilliant. The Golfing Union of Wales, Golf Disabled Wales and my family have all helped me out, as has my best friend Gary Derivan, who has encouraged me right from the night of the accident until today. Of all his supporters, Mike reserves the most praise for his wife and his caddy, Beth. He says, from the very day of my accident, Beth has been the rock and the foundation of every part of my recovery and my new life that has started since I lost my leg. I would not be the man I am now without her help every day from when I wake up until I put my head on the pillow at night. I love her more than life itself. Mike's story is not too dissimilar from a number of golfers involved with Edgar who share a unique bond with each other along with the certain characteristics, courage, fortitude, determination and often a sense of humour as they've not let their injuries or disabilities define them as people. Rather, they have accepted these as a starting point for a second chapter in life and they compete in golf tournaments around Europe knowing their red numbers on the leaderboards are not just for them but also for friends and family around them. They are all golfers first while Mike Jones is also very much just Mike. It is with regret that the 2020 EGA European Championship for Golfers with Disability, scheduled for the 10th to 12th of June 2020 at the Boxgorgon Golf in Malmo, Sweden, has been postponed due to the ongoing COVID-19 health crisis. The organising committee is fundamentally concerned with ensuring the well-being of all the staff, volunteers, players, officials that are drawn to such a high-profile event. Edgar, the EGA, the Swedish Golf Federation and Boxgorgon are currently working together to find a suitable date on which the event can be rearranged. So please bear with us and we'll get back to you with more news in a short period of time. So all that remains for me to say is I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Golfers First podcast. All of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the non-too-distant future.